Good day, everybody. Today we'll be continuing with our series for the GTSA, and our theme for this joint spiritual awakening is understanding prayer. For today's episode, we'll be discussing prayer on the mountain, and we pray that God will bless us as we listen and enable us to do according to His will. Amen. So to start our discussion today, um, prayer on the mountain, we'll be taking our Bible text from Mark chapter 6 verses 46, Mark 6 46, and it says, And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. The dictionary meaning of a mountain is a large natural elevation of the earth's surface rise, rising abruptly from the surrounding level a large steep hill and what i would like us to note from that definition is the fact that it the, a mountain rises abruptly from the surrounding level a mountain you know is separate from the surrounding level as stated earlier and that means there is like a distinction a separation it's not on the same plane with the environment there's an abrupt change elevation and that makes it quite secluded. The main point I want us to get from this definition is the fact that there's a seclusion, there's a separation from a mountain and its normal environment, that is the normal ground. So in real sense, you know, we often have a lot of activities going on in the surrounding level, that is on the normal level. There's work, there is food we eat, there's um, functions we go to, parties, restaurants, um, family and friends we stay with. And many things really can go on naming them but on the mountain they actually feel and in most cases none that is there's actually nothing there on the mountain a mountain is a place that it takes much effort to go to and when you get there there's off it's often secluded and it's like you're separate from the normal world but you get to see things from a higher point of view so for the definition of today's topic i will say that a mountain or prayer on the mountain is a mountain in context of prayer on the mountain is a secluded area of space environment where we are separated from the affairs of life to be with God and see from a higher point of view I repeat um, a mountain is a secluded area of space or environment where we are separated from the affairs of life to be with God and see from a higher point of view so a mountain could be anywhere by mountain now i'm talking in context to praying on the mountain a mountain could be anywhere i believe as long as it is secluded and there are no interferences from life's activities as long as you are shut out from all else and you are locked into god alone then that place can serve as a mountain also going to an actual mountain to pray still helps achieve this purpose of seclusion okay so what are some important things that you or what will you find on a mountain well shocking is that almost nothing you hardly find food on the mountain I'm, I'm not sure you climb the mountain and you see food there you hardly find water on the mountain you hardly find anything there and these factors must be taken into place when considering doing a mountain prayer there's no connection with the outside world it's just you and God so mountain prayers often come along with fasting as we'll see very soon so why should we do mountain prayers we can do mountain prayers for some reasons and i'll like to state a few but before that i'd like to mention something very clear 
which is about fasting when you're doing a, when you're doing mountain prayers you are limited to just prayer and god's word emphasis on this again prayer and god's word that's all just prayers and his word even if we eat it must be given by god maybe god gives us manna or something to eat so let's look at some scriptural examples when we look at exodus chapter 34 verses 2 to 3 it reads so be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to mount sinai and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain and no man shall come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain then we look at verse 28 he says so he was there with the lord 40 days and 40 nights he neither ate bread nor drank water and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant the ten commandments from here from the passage above what we see is moses moses is being instructed by god to come up to the mountain nobody was to come with moses that is you're separated from all else no distractions no food we saw it that i said that for 40 days he stayed and he he didn't eat bread he didn't drink water and that's what mountain prayers you know call you into you are in a place completely secluded from all else and you are limited no food to eat and no water to drink most times except god says otherwise all right so if we look at matthew chapter 14 verses 23 we see again and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there this was jesus if we look at the above passage this jesus we're talking about when he, he you know he sent people, the multitudes away to pray away and you know he went on the mountain alone to pray he was alone by himself so two things we note from this passage he was alone by himself to pray and also he didn't eat you know the disciples walked with um jesus throughout his ministry but this time it was him alone that was to pray nobody else was around him he didn't call oh, okay let's go together and pray he sent everybody away and that's the key thing about mountain prayer seclusion again seclusion you're secluded from all else you're stuck with god <laughs> you can't be stuck with god you know being stuck with god is a good thing that's my point so you're stuck with god and his word alone yes and that's very important so to answer the question posed earlier why do we do mountain prayer so i'll be stating a few points one is for instruction insight and clarity by the just putting all of this together instruction basically so like we see clearly in the case of moses the passage we read earlier we can do mountain prayers for instructions for insight on a particular matter or for clarity it could be clarity or instruction regarding our purpose on earth it could be for a ministry we've been called to do it could be for someone else it's just taking out time to be separated from others and alone with god to clearly hear from him and be instructed in his ways moses received received the ten commandments on the mountain in prayer and this was vital in the israelites worshiping god okay so let's look at exodus 34 verse 28 again it says so he was there with the lord 40 days and 40 nights he neither ate bread nor drank water and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant the ten commandments such instructions may not come normally some situations require much gravity much zeal most much desperation and for them you will go to the mountain to get your answer 
you know, God could have told his instructions to Moses in the tents where he lived. You know, Moses communicated with God regularly. He didn't have to go to a mountain before he could hear the voice of God. In his tents, he could hear him. But no, in this case, because of the gravity of the matter, because of the instruction that was about to be given, because of how important it was, he was called to a mountain to receive them. So sometimes we may be in need of some instructions, clarity of certain situations in our lives, and what we ought to do is go to the mountain and pray for them because it is there that we will receive. So one is for instruction, insight, clarity. Two is intimacy with God. Sometimes we really need to just spend quality time and intimate time with God in prayer. And this we can do by going to the mountain to pray. I'd like to borrow a verse, although it's not exactly related to this. So if we look at Mark chapter 1 verse 35, Mark 1 35, it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. This was talking about Jesus. I'll read it again. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Now, what I'd like us to note in this verse is the search for a solitary place, like somewhere separate, to just pray, spend time with God. From the passage above, you can tell that, you know, Jesus must have had an intimate time with God because he just wanted to be alone with him, alone with God, separate from all else. He could have gone to the top of the roof to pray because he was coming out of a house. He had woken up from a house. He could have gone to the top of that roof to pray. He could have stayed in a room in that house to pray. You know, the way we just do our usual morning devotions, which is very important. But this time around, there was a call for separation. And he went to a solitary place to just spend time with God. So sometimes we do these retreats. We do mountain prayers because they are like retreats indeed. In the sense that you are separated from all else. And we do them just to have intimate time with God. And so, yeah, this is very important. This is what mountain prayers can provide us with more intimacy with God and with his Holy Spirit. The third thing I'd like to mention is encounters with God. I repeat, encounters with God. And this is similar to the above, you know, when you when you spend much time with God, much intimacy, you know, there's, there's an opportunity for encounters. So when we let's we we can look at the um at moses for an example so let's look at exodus verses 34 to 3 again and 5 to 6. so if at first it says that's 2 to 3 so be ready in the morning and come up to the mountain to mount sinai and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain and no man shall come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain now if we look at verse 5 to 6 now the lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the lord and the lord passed before him and proclaimed the lord the lord god merciful and gracious long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth in this case moses had an encounter the lord descended he literally descended and the cloud stood with him there Moses had an encounter he met with God in the chapter before this, that is Exodus 20 to uh, Exodus chapter um, 33. 
yeah, Exodus 33. We just read Exodus 34. So in chapter before this, Exodus 33, Moses asked God that, oh, he wanted to see his glory. That's what Moses said. He wanted to see his glory. And God told him that he will pass by him because, you know, he can't let anybody see his face. So he let him see his back because no one could see his face and leave. And now in chapter 34, Moses has been called up to, to the mountain to pray, to have a fellowship with God, to a mountain prayer. And there he experienced this encounter. The point I'm trying to drive out here is that mountain prayers provide us with an avenue for encounters. When we, in desperation, seek God, seek his face on the mountain, we can and will encounter him if we do it rightly and are patient enough. So yes, encounters with God. Four is deliverance. Deliverance. I believe that mountain prayers also help us to be delivered of things that are not of God inside of us. You know, when we take our time and place to seek God, and are only fed by his word and his presence, you'll give little or no room for evil seeds, habits, spirits, thoughts, ambitiousness, jealousy, pride, envy, lustfulness, and theft, and many more to thrive. They are cut off from their source as the flesh is weakened and gives way and submits to the spirit. We are delivered as we come more like Christ, and that's one of the things mountain prayers help us achieve. We behold him, and so we become more like him. So mountain prayers also, you know, help us to be delivered, even from those things we think are little and have their roots in our hearts. Because, you know, it's out of the hearts that the evil things of this world come. You know, the evil thoughts, the lustfulness, the wickedness, it's from the heart that they come. So when we give ourselves to mountain prayers, they help us to die to those things. Because we sever ourselves from the things that feed the flesh, from the things that we see, the daily activities we are engaging. And we are fed with, the, with God alone, with his word and with his presence. So deliverance, I believe deliverance is one thing we can achieve when we do mountain prayers. Five is power and strength power and strength these mountain prayers give us strength to do what we've been called to do like we see in the ministry of jesus he often retreated to a secluded place to pray and sometimes to the mountain and that gave him power and strength to do according to the will of god it gives us power and strength to overcome sin power and strength to do and obey our calling power and strength to to preach the gospel and power and strength to perform miracles so one important thing that mountain prayers also do for us is it gives us power and strength to do that which we have been called to do just like prayers do so when should we you know do mountain prayers when should we do mountain prayers this is very important why because we may not always be able to do mountain prayers you know every time particularly because of the responsibilities we have in our world today and also the daily need for us to interact with people and share with them God's message. So we can't always be secluded. Remember, a key thing about mountain prayers is that you are, you are severed from all else and giving only to God and his word. So we can't always do this. If not, you know, we won't relate with people. We won't ex exist with them. That is, we won't be able to impact their lives, give and receive from them. But there are periods and times that we should make out to still do these mountain prayers regardless. So note that it's not easy to do them by oneself, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled. And that means we must rely on him. We must rely on the Holy Spirit to help us do these prayers. We can't do mountain prayers and achieve anything without the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we can't do anything of spiritual significance without the help of the Holy Spirit. 
So we must rely on him and ask for his help. So when do we do this mountain prayer? So answer the question one, when and before we are drained. When and before we are drained. One key thing as believers is that we must not get to the point where we are tired and drained before we realize our need for a personal retreat and prayers with God. Like Jesus, we should do this often so we remain charged, up and active for him. You know, we should pray mountain prayers regularly and receive strength to do and continue in the journey. And this is particularly if you are serious with your life's calling and work with God. You know, you often have to retreat to the mountain to just spend time with God alone, receive more insight, clarity, power, be delivered from yourself, you know, encounter God, spend time with Him intimately. So before we are doing, we must ensure that we engage in these things. Let's look at a scriptural example. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 31. Mark 6, 30 to 31. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So here, Jesus had sent out his, you know, disciples to go and, you know, do things. He sent them into different places, perform miracles, preach the word, preach repentance. And now they were back and they had done many miracles, wonders. But he's calling them into a, to, into a, a you know, a separation, separate themselves from all else to a deserted place to rest, to rest. So going to the mountain can be to pray, can, to pray can be a form of rest and to re-energize you so you don't be worn out. So we must do mountain prayers when and before we are drained. All right. So another is when we are in need of divine intervention. As elaborated earlier, you know, some things will come when you have taken desperate measures. They won't come by chance. And so if you are in need of a divine intervention upon a matter, it might be time to set apart time to pray in the mountain or on the mountain. So yes, divine interventions you know, you need God to intervene upon a matter. Some people, when, you know, they are having issues with, um, when they are having marital issues, you know, let's say in their marital homes or seeking a spouse or, you know, there's some generational issues, causes and all that stuff, you know, or they are battling with, you know, addictions and stuff. It may be a time to set out, you know, to it may be for you to set out time and, dwell stay on the mountain with god alone in his presence and his word sever yourself from all else and be delivered of such issues for you to get his intervention divine intervention yes also we should do mountain prayers when we are about to embark on important assignments this is very key we should do mountain prayers when we are about to embark on important assignments like ministry or things god has placed in your heart to do just like Jesus Christ, you know, before he started his public ministry, he took out time and separated himself into the wilderness to pray. This is a very perfect example. We must follow it. Before we embark on very important assignments, we should set out time to receive clarity, instruction, strength and power to do that thing. And, and this we can access when we engage in prayers on the mountain. Our success in these things is largely dependent on on God's grace and power and that's why we must assess it before stepping forward and even during the course of them so yes the point is we can do mountain prayers or we should do mountain prayers before we embark on you know important things 
before we embark on important assignments with God, just like Jesus in his ministry, as as, as I just mentioned now, you know, before he, he started his public ministry, he saw, we saw him, he did a fast, he went to a deserted place. And so we too should, you know, imbibe this attitude um, and learn from our Savior and engage in mountain prayers before we embark on important assignments. We should separate ourselves from all else to be with God, His Word, and His presence. So how can we do these mountain prayers? You know, considering the fact that a lot of things have been modernized and mountains are places we rarely go to nowadays, one may wonder if it's possible to do such prayers. So I'll just give two suggestions from what I know. One is that you can actually go to an to a mountain to pray, a real mountain to pray. So you see, there are still mountains and people still pray on them. You can actually decide to leave home and go to a mountain. Some great men of God did this at some point in their lives. You can separate yourself to a desert place for a period, no food, no water, just to be alone with God, to pray and feed on his word. It's still very much possible, but be sure not to entertain distractions because that's the point. So you drop every weight that can distract you because the Bible is possibly all you need to be, and be sure that you're engaged in God while you're there. So that's it. You can go to an actual mountain to pray. It's still possible. In case you've not thought of doing that before, you can. So if God is leading you to do so, or, you know, and anytime you, you, you perceive the indication to do so, as we have mentioned some of them earlier, engage in it and go to a mountain to pray. Two is that you can make your own mountain. Yes, make your own mountain for prayer. So, you know, due to certain circumstances, you may not be able to go to an actual mountain, but you can make one. It could be in your house or in a pastor's house that you trust, you know, or friend's place or anywhere, as long as it's done in such a way that you are secluded from those around you. You are separated from them, no interferences, no disturbance, and, you know, you are alone with God. You can tell those around you that you just need some time alone, and if they understand, they can allow you. So it could be for a day, it could be for days, it could be for a week, it could be for weeks, and it could be for a month like Moses, 40 days, or even more. Just as long as it's only you and there is no one else. Also, at this point, I'd like to state that you may go to the mountain with someone else, and that's when you are doing it cooperatively. Like Jesus sometimes went with his disciples to the mountain. So in that case, it is you and that person or those people that are separated from all else just to be with God and his word. So I hope from this we've been able to understand what mount, what praying on the mountain is about and why and how we can engage in it. So praying on the mountain, just to summarize or to make us understand, is basically taking a retreat to be alone with God, his word and his presence and separated from all else. I pray that God helps us to attain this in Jesus' name, and I pray that He helps us to live intentionally for Him. God bless you. Bye.